What's going on, everybody? We are here for episode number nine with Brandon Curry. Uh, some say the next Mr. Olympia, future Mr. Olympia, but uh, I'm pretty proud to have him on my show because uh, me and Brandon go way back uh, as IFBB friends, and uh, I have a lot of questions. I haven't had a chance to talk to him in a little while. I have a lot of my own questions uh, with Brandon's newfound success. So we're going to get into it. We're going to have a conversation. Talk about life, talk about family, talk about bodybuilding. Uh, and if, there isn't, if, if there's something Brandon doesn't want to talk about, I'm sure he'll just tell me, let's skip that question. <laughs> so, so Brandon, uh, Brandon, why don't you say what's up to everybody? What's up, guys? How you doing? Um, okay, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to the very first question at the top of my head because I'm a bodybuilder, but I'm also a fan, so... What does it feel like to all of a sudden, not all, I don't want to say it's all of a sudden, but how does it feel to be touted as possibly a next, the next Mr. Olympia? Like, what does that feel like? Well, you're right. It is all of a sudden. You're right. Because that's how it hit me. It's like all of a sudden, yeah. everyone's talking about it. And it's like, it's really like a surreal type thing because, you know, we get in our sports, with, with the, in the sport with certain ambitions. And, you know, you have certain success, you have certain failures. And I've kind of been through this environment before. In a sense, when I first got out there as an amateur, it was really popular. I was really a highly marketed bodybuilder. Everybody was talking. I was going to be this. I was going to be that. And then things just fell off. Mm -hmm. And, you know, life happened. So to have it come back around again, it's like, uh, it's exciting. Don't get me wrong. It's exciting. It's real, but it's like... It doesn't really mean much yet until it's done. But I mean, talk about, listen, I'm a bot, like we're, we're on the same, I mean, we're not on the same level. You're, you're, you're at the top now, but we're doing this. We're both doing this profession. So I know how it feels to stand in a lineup and be in the last call out. And I know how it feels to stand in a lineup and be in a first call out. Mm -hmm. And I want to know on an, on the emotional side, what does it feel like to go to a show, especially like the Olympia or the Arnold, and know, hey, you know what? I could win this thing. And if I'm not going to win, I'm definitely going to be in that first fucking call out because I'm that good now. Like, how does it feel going from, you know, 10th place at the Olympia or not qualifying for the qualifying to all of a sudden being like, I'm there, you know? I mean, it's just to explain the process it's, it's kind of interesting it's like you, you you go in and it's a certain feeling it's like an instinct it's like being in a room and you know everyone is watching you mm -hmm. you know everyone is calculating everyone is is, is is calculating in their mind how they think it's going to go it's the the, the amount of it seems like magnetism to everything seems to be revolving around what you're doing yeah. And you can just you can just see it. People coming up and, and interacting you with, with you in certain ways. It's just it's it's just very an, an intense environment. But for me, when I look at it, for me, I like to clear my whole my whole perception. Yeah. And unless something is just out of the ordinary, I just I, I just won't I just try not to really react or or really analyze it, overanalyze it too much. Yeah. That helps me go through the process without overexciting myself or being overstimulated. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. 
Because for me, it's like being focused and and kind of walking in the shoes as you as you're doing it. Yeah. Kind of being what what you're expected to be is the biggest thing. Yeah. And 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 for and for me to like overanalyze it and and really get emotional about it, it's it's not good. It's not, I don't think it's good for, for the game. No. From just for me. Yeah. No. Hundred so, percent. So yeah. it's, it's 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 like I'm good at I'm good at like probably ask my wife this I'm probably good at like d- detaching my emotional side from certain things I'm yeah. very very good at it and um and that's kind of how I, I look at it I have to if when and it's said and done I have to sit back and I have to take it all in I have to like judge it after yeah. it's over yeah but it's 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 really gratifying and that you have the respect. And you've earned the respect of your peers. Yeah. But it's also what I feel is a great responsibility as well. Yeah. So, and and, and that's how I balance it. Yeah. That's how I, I, I don't get too. I find it. I, I know you like from knowing you from before, you seem like a really chill guy. You're not, you don't get too amped up. And I think for me personally, that's where I run into issues because what you're saying right now resonates with me because for example, I've always done better at smaller shows, but it's because I let the pressure and expectations get to me when I get to like the Arnold or when I did the Olympia or anything like that. So it sounds like you kind of have it figured out in a sense of you just kind of wash all that away and just do what you're supposed to do and not worry about the pressures. Or are you, or do you feel like you're dealing with a lot of pressure going into these shows? Because now there's more expectations on Brandon Curry than there was five years ago. Right, right. And... and, and- and it's on my plate. It is on my plate. It's on my plate. I, I feel for a reason. Yeah. And I, and I feel I've kind of been groomed at this point to kind of deal with it appropriately. Yeah. If it would have came any earlier, it was, it was no way I would be able to deal with it like I should. Yeah. So at, th- at this point, I actually probably feel like I'm more mentally re- prepared for it. Yeah. You know, than, I, than I've ever been. How, so old, how old are you now, Brandon? I'm uh, 30, what, I'm 36. 36. Yeah. 37, so, 36. So, <laughs> I don't even know how old I am. So life, so life experience wise, you've, you know how to handle these things better than you would have at 30 or 25 for sure. Right. Right. Because I know how quickly, like my, through my experience, I know how quickly that can go away. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's my understanding that I need to be in prime focus at, at the time so I can execute. Yeah. So I don't, I don't take this opportunity for granted. Yeah. Because, you know, I can, it's easy to make mistakes. It's easy to not understand the weight that's on you. Yeah. But it's not, it's not that I'm, I'm focused on the weight particularly. It's a focus on what is required to not have the burden of not being successful if I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because that, that is the biggest, that's the biggest thing for me. It's like I, I deal with the aftermath of not giving my all and not focusing how I should. And I go through right. the process the way it should, you know, I should go about it. So that's, that's, right. that's more why I'm, I zone in at, you know, and you, being out here, it really helps. Do you think, um, yeah, I want to get into the Kuwait thing because a lot of people have a lot of questions about that, but I wanted to ask, do you feel like new people or fake people or people that weren't around five years ago are now coming along to be your best friend? Or if you feel like there's still the same real people in your life, or is it like all of a sudden you have all these new people that want to be your boy? 
Yeah, if 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 I if I open the door. Yeah. Yeah, it would definitely happen. My wife, she she's always watching my back. Yeah. Like, and she basically, she like, she's, you know, she's like a mother bear in a sense when it comes to, she don't never want to see me get taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if I'm thinking something in the back of my head, chances are I'm going to hear it out of her mouth. Yeah. You know, yeah. If, I, if I'm right about it, you know? So she's always warning me and making sure my mind state when it comes to dealing with different, different people, especially new people. Yeah. Is, 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 is right. You know, she, she wants to understand that I'm processing and handling, handling it right. So I'm not getting myself in too deep or giving somebody some expectations. But, yeah. You know, I, um, I know your wife, uh, from working at SciTech with you. Um, she's seems like an amazing woman. So is she your, is she your number one advisor? Like, do you look to her for, is there somebody else you look to first or is she the first person you go to and say, look, I got this opportunity or this person or this thing and kind of ask her first for her thoughts. Yeah, I mean, she'd have to be because part part of my probably my flaw, my biggest flaw is I don't listen to anybody. Yeah, I, I was like, I, I have, I, I just really don't listen to anybody except so, Abdullah. Anybody, you, li- you listen to Abdullah, right? Right, because <laughs> pro- pro- probably him, him, his his personality and my wife's personality are probably pretty similar. Yeah, and the way they do things. How, how so? Though, how so? It's just a certain energy. Yeah, like I'm, 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 I'm like here. Yeah, I say they are they're more here. Yeah, yeah. So it's a certain energy that caught. Even though I'm like I may be irritated, and they may irritate me. Mm-hmm. I know that their intentions are, you know, for my good. So it's kind of like <laughs> explain, a, <you> know? <laughs> explain explain to me. No, no, explain to me what you mean by okay. Well, I know how like your wife can irritate you. My wife can irritate me too. I get that. Mm-hmm. But like, how does your coach irritate you? Because uh, for those who don't know, Abdullah is uh, Brandon's coach in Kuwait. Because he, he's so he's so intense, and he's and he's so busy. Yeah, like he's so busy. Like he's, he, I mean, he's involved. and He likes to be involved a lot. Yeah, and you know, I'm a kind of guy. You know, I, I can be to myself like all day and be fine. Yeah. So it's like it's like my little brother. Yeah. You know, I had never had a little brother, but he's like my little brother. He's like, you know, always trying to see what I'm doing. I'm yeah. playing with my toys over here. Yeah. Oh, why yeah. You, you know, you know, it's it's kind of like so that. You're, so you're saying like they may be high strung, whereas you're definitely a lot more relaxed person, mm, yeah, but the, exactly. com- the combination probably works very well together. Definitely. So, definitely. And I fought, and I fought it. I fought it enough to know that it works. Like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I wouldn't accept into it at first, but then, you know, when I stop and think about it and I kind of get off, the, get out of my own perception of things. Yeah. Like I can, I can totally agree that, you know, say, Oh yeah. I can say, Oh, I appreciate it. You know, apologize for if I'm not don't see it before, or if they told me something over and over again and I just receive it, it's like, yeah, see, don't quit, don't quit, I'll get it eventually. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's funny. I think that comes with age because I don't know if you're anything like me, but when I was younger, if somebody told me something, I was like, no, nah, I know best. And as I yeah, got, of course, yeah, as I got older, I was like, okay, wait a minute. I think people have a different perspective when they're looking from the outside in. Right. Exactly. So you're able to receive that help a little bit easier. I get it. Right, exactly. um, tell me what this is a topic it might be a little sensitive but i want to get into it because i feel like people's perception of the middle east over here in the western side of the world is a little different so i want to know from somebody who you know you're american you've been here your whole life i don't know if you traveled very much before living there if you did maybe not for a long time 
what is the Middle East like? Explain what the Middle East is like to those people who just have no clue except for what they see on the news. <laughs> well, let's just talk about what you see on the news. Pretty much see a desert place that's hot and people that wear a lot of clothes in the heat. And, and uh, that's pretty much what you see. Yeah. And you see, of course, the, the images of the, the terrorist images and, you know, be, be afraid or whatever. Be afraid. Be very afraid. You yeah. see that propaganda, of course. Yeah. But for me, for me, it's like, man, it's 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 different in a way to where the genders are more separated. So yeah. I'll, I'll put that out there. So that I had to get used to the separation of the genders. Mm-hmm. But when you run in a circle full of gods, it's like a pack, you know, Yeah. <laughs> it's like a group, a group of brothers. And they like to do everything together. Yeah. So it's like it's like a community. Even the gym itself is becoming a community where, you know, I, have to, I speak to literally almost everybody in there that I see every day. Yeah. And I get to know, and you know, I've gotten to know a lot of different people, and you know, it's like everybody's cheering your own, rooting for you. Yeah. So it's like really, really supportive here. And the thing about it is, this is people don't party here as much because it's not like a drinking culture. Yeah. But they do get out and they invite you to, you know, big, big, basically feast. Yeah. Where you just eat a lot of food. That's what we do. We don't drink. We don't drink. We eat. <laughs> right. <laughs> and they just hang out and they just demolish you know, just demolish a lot of food yeah. and, and, and just relax. So, I mean, and it's normally just all men. Yeah. And I guess the women, you know, the women hang, hang together. So yeah. it's, it's cool. But I mean, as far as the culture, everything here is influenced by American culture. So yeah, of course they love food. So you have all the restaurants, three different cheesecake factories, for example. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, of course people are here like to shop and spend money. Is it, so is, it gonna, is it weird for you? Is the separation of genders, like, I know you're married, so you're not trying to, like, pick up chicks or anything, but just, like, the fact that, like, if you go to the gym, it's all guys, or if you go to someplace, it's, is that weird for you? Like, it, it was very weird for me, and I, and it used to be some ladies that actually worked in a cafe in the gym. Yeah. And then it's all guys now, but I used to just be refreshed by going down and just speaking to the ladies. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't, yeah. Like, it wasn't like my type or anything. It wasn't yeah, like I get that, it. but it's just like. Just the, the women around. It's like, wow. Yeah, of course. You know, yeah, yeah. so, so it's, it was just like an, a refreshing interaction because you can you can go a little, little, you know, cuckoo around guys all the time if you're me. <laughs> I, didn't have, I, didn't, I didn't have any brothers. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So sometimes, like, like, sometimes I usually feel ob- obligated to do everything with, with the guys. Yeah. But if I don't feel like it now, I'm just like, no, nah, I'm good. I just want to show by myself because yeah. sometimes I want to be by myself. See, that's so, – uh, Sorry, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, that's uh, that's one of the questions I had because one of the things I heard about Kuwait was, and you can dispel any of these myths if you want or whatever. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to talk bad about it. This is stuff I heard. So I heard that when you're there, you kind of like always have to do everything together, and you're always with the guys, and it's like always like that. So you've reached a point now where you've been there so long they kind of just let you do your thing. Yeah, they let me do my thing, or I've met different friends. You know, yeah, so I can do same stuff with different people. Or if I just feel like they're like, you want to go do do this with us? I'm like, nah, I'm good, and I just won't go. And they don't, they else. don't care. No, 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 no. Okay, sorry, that's a that's a misconception because the 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 stories I've heard are you have to do everything together all the time, or else they don't want you there. Nah, I mean maybe maybe if you haven't earned any, uh, you know, I don't know what you call it. Maybe if you haven't earned the respect I see or the yeah. trust or whatever yet, you know, cause there's guys that get here and they, 
I've seen I've seen some guys, amateur guys, come here, yeah, and just kind of ruin the opportunity uh, because you think they come here for the least amount of access, but you know you can get food delivered to your to your place, yeah, you nothing yeah. go anywhere, you know, it's all kind yeah. of things you can get into, yeah, and so guys will totally ruin the opportunity, and I'm thinking, what in the world? Why why did we see so many people go there and not succeed? And how did you capitalize? Like you've capitalized on it more than anybody. I think you, you and Roly. I mean, Roly was already uh, on his way up, but he faded for a little while, and then there was a resurgence after going there. Um, but you and Roly, I think, have made the best of your opportunities. So why have you capitalized on it where others couldn't? Well, it's like I'm giving up something in a sense. Like I'm sacrificing something to be here. Yeah. So in, in that in that in, them, in my state, it's like I'm not gonna waste my time. Yeah. Because if if I come here, take away this time away from my family on things that I would like to do. Yeah. <laughs> places I would like to be, you know, doing things that you know that everyday normal normalcy to come here, I'm not gonna waste my time and slack and not do things I'm supposed to do. Yeah. You know, it's just I have to be I have to take advantage of it, and I think but, some guys can get here and they can get de- they can get depressed. Yeah. And they can, you know, they can feel like, oh, you know, I, I mean, I've seen it. I've seen it. Like, I've seen it like two weeks in. It's like a two weekend mark where guys come here and really? they, and they, and they almost want to, want to say, want to go home. Really? Yeah. 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 Because it's just so, it's maybe such a, such a constant bodybuilding oriented environment. You know, so, so, so many things are, you know, you analyze literally like every yeah. freaking day. So they think so they think they want to be bodybuilders and they get there and they're like, fuck this, I want to live my normal life. Right. And then you got a coach that's gonna bust your ass. Really? You know, he he's gonna but he's gonna and he and, and if you if you show weakness, he's he's not afraid. He's not yeah. afraid to, to to make you feel like you're a baby. So is it is it <laughs> is it um look, I know let's just get into it. Like I know a lot of people are like, Oh, it's the drugs, they do tons of drugs and all this shit. I don't know if I feel like that because it's not like they're doing anything any better than anybody else in Europe or whatever or anywhere else. So what I'm saying is, is that what it is? Is it like they just, are they militant in their training to the point where if you can't handle it, you're going to break, but if you can, you're going to flourish. Let's put it this way. I don't know. I don't know. Everybody. I know some guys can train hard here. I said, Keem is one of those guys in the train hard, right? He lifts heavy, right? Yeah. He's been out here. Yeah, but when he came when he came out here, he admittedly admitted that the training was different. Like he wasn't yeah. prepared. Yeah, for 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 the varieties of volume or whatnot. So he admitted it. And then you got guys like Roly that's here. Roly's very successful here, but Roly's like he's damn near bulletproof. You know, when it comes to yeah. training, yeah. he's a little he's a little out there. He's a little <laughs> a little psycho. Yeah, and I, and I think I, I think when I when I've ever trained with him, sometimes I think in the back of my mind, I'm like, he's thinking. He's he's actually wondering who's gonna like maybe break first, or if he's gonna try, if, he, if I'm gonna break, you know. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm thinking I'm thinking in the back of his mind because he's used to that, you know. Yeah, he's yeah, used yeah. To just you know. So you when know, you and, when you and Roly when you and Roly train together, are you guys going shot for shot, or does he get the best of you, or do you get the best of him? How's that work? Well, it kind of depends on where we are. Yeah, where we are because the last time I trained with Roly, we were going shot for shot. And yeah, that's what we're training too. Oh, okay. So certain things I'll be better at than him, and certain like things what? he'll be better at than me. Like what? Like what? Like, like we train we train hamstrings and glutes at yeah. one at one point in yeah. uh, Pittsburgh together the last, and we're going shot for shot there. 
You know, he, I think he was kind of like, dang, he's keeping up with me, you know, and I could feel it, you know, it was competitive. And we just finally kind of tapped out together. Yeah. So that's yeah. enough. Yeah. And, and then um, we trained chess. Now, Roly is a pretty strong presser, but he's not like absolutely strong. But what he is in pressing is he has, the, he has, he can keep the stamina. Oh, so he okay. can do, he, he can keep his intensity going a long, long duration. So, where well, in the beginning of the workout, I'm just like, okay, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. like, man, I'm strong. I'm really good. Towards the end of the workout, I'm just like, okay, this is just enough. Like, this is, <laughs> <laughs> you know. You're still going. This is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is enough. And then one thing I, I know about Roly is he's a uh, – one thing I learned about it was training shoulders with him. Now, yeah. when it comes to press and overhead, it's, it's not nothing stupid. But when it comes to, like, lateral-style raises – Yeah. I'm just like, really? Why? Because really? like, he's he, he lacking lateral raises. It's like heavy. He's just heavy lateral raises. Like, it's like, like how much weight? Let's, just say, just to say, with the volume that we're doing and the, the, how deep we are to work out, yeah. when you freaking, you know, do maybe do some cable laterals, put it in. He keeps moving the stack down here. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, like it's like <laughs> yeah. that's the thing. That's the thing. It's like he doesn't, you know, his 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 level of performance. It may it doesn't really break down. Yeah, throughout the workout, he and he can train for a long time. Like not, he'll train for. Not that I want to keep talking about Roly because it's, it's, I want to talk more about what you're go, what's what's going on. But how does he do it? How does he? Why is because I've heard this from other people. Why is Roly so like you just have crazy endurance or what is it? I just think he can just. I think he just can block. He has a block. Like he, he just goes somewhere else, and he just goes. Yeah. Wow. Because you know, that's that's how we describe it. You know, he just kind of goes somewhere. And you know, I, I've seen him have good days and bad days, but he just kind of goes somewhere. And he's like I said, training with Roly is 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 going to be intense. You know, in the beginning, you're going to feel like, okay, this is cool. Yeah. But when he, when he's still freaking doing another exercise an hour, an hour into the workout yeah, still going. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, he, and he's still going at a good intensity he's just like, yeah really? so <laughs> are, your, are your coaches there is it like militant where like you know like brandon i told you to do 10 reps you only did eight do two more or is it like okay he failed at eight let's go on to the next set like how militant is it <laughs> well Let's say if I end the set and he knows I didn't push it when he when he necessarily wanted me to push that set. Yeah. He know he feels I can get a few more. Then he, he's probably gonna bark and spot me until I get those few more. Yeah. No, I do. I do have the ability to say no. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm good. I'm good. I do have that because I mean we have a relationship to where he kind he kind of trusts me because I I typically I, I won't bitch or I won't complain. Yeah, yeah. I'll do I, I'll do it. So if I do say something like that's good, then he, he you know he respects. Is there, um, is there training? Uh, I don't know too much about their style of training. Is their training like heavy duty? Like is it like we're talking six reps? Or are we talking like lots of volume in the ten to twelve range? Uh, well, they, they both both coaches train kind of differently, but I will say they really use a volume approach. Like your coach, how does your coach train you? Yeah, he, volume. He does he does a volume approach, definitely volume approach. I think he he's more like heavy, 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 heavy weight, high reps. That's what he's yeah. he's really yeah. after. Yeah, you know, that's kind of what he's after. So let's say he won't even let's say he's he's busy. Let's say he gets distracted, he walks away or something. 
yeah. and you're doing exercise and you come up and you freaking finish the good set and he's like and you think you're done he goes no he don't know how many reps you've done but if he feels like you have four in you he's gonna be like four more <laughs> out of nowhere you know he's just like he's like shit he don't even know how much many reps i just did but he's you know so that's he'll all push right you, yeah he'll push you to a point where you're like you're like you think you're done and then you look up he's like no he's throwing his fingers up you're like because i'm gonna have my headphones I got to be honest. I'm a little envious of it. I don't know if I could handle it myself. I'm, I'm like a, I'm a huge homebody and I, you know, I'm married and I love being around my wife. I don't know how you do it, man. Like how many months out of the year are you gone? <laughs> you got to talk to my wife about that. I probably, I'm probably gone more. She says I'm gone more than I'm home. So, so six months out of the year, eight months out of the year. Yeah. I mean, I've even been gone. Um, I've been going 11 months out of a year. Holy shit. The first, my first year. How does that, how do you hold together a marriage like that? I mean, I know you guys have four kids or five. We have four. Four kids. And it's like, that's yeah. gotta be, I mean, listen, listen, man, that's a good wife. Like you got yeah, four we, kids. She's at home holding it down while you're doing your we thing. Got, we got history, man. We got history. Like she's the one, she's one of the first people to tell me how she did bodybuilding. Yeah. So, and that's, you know, that's when we were friends in we high school. So, um, you know, a year later, I, I freaking won my first show. So, have you been you know, with her? Have you been with her since high school? No, no, we haven't been. I've known her since I met her in high school. Oh, okay. Okay. We were friends. Yeah. We were friends. Yeah. We actually got married maybe like was it eight years later. Okay. <laughs> so how did that, how did that, how did that all happen? It just happened, man. It's like, uh, see, 2006. I was flying to Las Vegas for the Olympia. Yeah. And uh, I was going, then I was with uh, Silver Models, which is Adam Silver, if you guys know him. Yeah. Yep. Yep. He was model, managing models, and they had, the, I guess, the Rose to the Pros model competition. Yeah. Jamie Eason was in it, was one of his models, and she ended up winning it, winning that Harley or motorcycle they made. Yeah. And I was just there to kind of, he was shopping me around so I'd get sponsors, you know? Yeah. So I was there to shop around, get sponsors, and kind of look at the Olympia experience. Yeah, so I went there and um, met a bunch of people, and I run into her there. Okay, after so many years. Yeah, and and you know she was working as a one of those reps for uh, um, was it those popular companies back in the day? One of one of the popular companies, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's because she just wanted to tropics. You know, she saw me, and I looked up and I saw her, and I was just like, you know, I hugged her. Yeah. Yeah, and then we from that point on we saw each other at the Arnold, and then I kind of helped her get ready for a competition. Yeah, went out to Hawaii, you know, made sure she did well. I, I left after that, yeah. and then by the time I was, it was time to go pro, I was having some issues uh, in my home front. Yeah, and she had just moved out to California. Yeah, so I, so she had talked about me prepping with her at one point. So it was kind of it kind of came up and. Uh, I was like, well, things are kind of bad here or yeah. sour here for me or getting, getting kind of heavy. So I uh, basically packed some boxes, sold some stuff and got my cards right and left. And I uh, went there and just moved in with her. and Just like that? Yeah. Like a week later, we were married. <laughs> this, okay. I don't know if you, I don't know if that's all really fast or if you just skipped over a whole bunch of shit, but. <laughs> I did because because I've told the story it over and over again. So oh, Generation okay. Iron again goes into more details. Got a series oh, okay, on okay, okay. Uh, about a story, so you can you can if you haven't seen that, 
yeah. get into details. Yeah, but it really happened pretty fast. Okay, so more more importantly, when you're gone 11 months out of the year, how is your wife, like, like I don't know, man. She don't, like, my wife would freak out if I was gone for 11 months. Well, see, the first year was a process. Yeah, it was hard. It was hard for her. It was hard on the kids, you know. Of course, we did this thing here, you know, a lot. But it was hard. And then she got to go on a couple trips with me. She got to see me here and there. Yeah. Because uh, she traveled with me or met me at an event where I was I had an appearance. But then, you know, each year actually gets a little shorter. Yeah. So I, I wasn't maybe seven, eight months or whatever. My wife's more accurate with time. That's probably a good reason I can do it. Yeah. My perception of time, I don't know what happened. I didn't get that. Uh, yeah. I didn't get that thing. I didn't get that because it's like if I'm aware of time, if I have this and it tells me time, I don't want to, I don't even want to monitor it because like people tell me, it's like, well, how long was that flight? I said, I don't know. Yeah. 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 I don't want to know. Yeah. Cause you know, if I know, then it's like, I know it goes by. So when yeah. it comes to the time here, it's like, I manage time really well. Just, just let it go by. It doesn't yeah. really seem like much to me. What about, um, what about being away from your kids? I mean, how hard is that? <laughs> I know you post That's a lot hard. of video. I know you post a lot of videos of your kids playing football and different sport wrestling. Yeah. That's and, hard. And, they're, that's hard. and they're, they're, they seem like they're little phenoms too. So that's crazy. Yeah, that's hard, man. It's, it's hard, man. It's so it's hard, but it, it's like, it's like a bigger responsibility. Cause so when I go home and I'm interacting with them, I have to watch them and analyze them and making sure I'm giving them the right, giving them the right feedback information that they need. Yeah. So when I come back and I see them again, things change. Cause I realize I have that impact on them. Yeah, I talked to my youngest son. He was he was kind of envious of his brother's football season, and I could tell, you know. So I, I looked at him before I left once, and I said, "You need to learn how to throw a football, and you got to you got to make sure you want to catch every ball that's thrown at you." Yeah, and I told him that. Yeah, and he, and um, by the time I got back, I start playing with him, and he was throwing spirals and <laughs> catching every ball thrown at him. So I was yeah, like, "Yeah, yeah." And he was on YouTube. Mom said he was on YouTube studying football and everything. So, yeah. you know, so it was, it was, it, he was serious. And yeah. so it's like, I try to like, you know, when I'm there, I'm trying to be focused and impart things into their lives. Cause you know, I know I'll have some time away, but when I'm away, you know, they make me proud, you know, they, yeah. they do a whole lot of things. Do you, proud. um, do you think they're aware of what's going on? Like, do they know what dad's doing? Like, are they like, holy shit dad's away but it's for like a serious reason or are they just like fuck i wish dad was home <laughs> they weren't aware as much until the arnold um they uh they came to the show this first show like they've all they've all really been to yeah they went babies or something like that yeah yeah so so they all got to see like the fruits of my labor so you know and they understand, like, they kind of got a grip on, you know, this is what daddy does. This is how daddy makes money. This is how he can do the things we do for you guys, you know. Yeah. They kind of got a grip on that. My wife does good with uh, kind of educating them on that. So, but do, they, but do they understand the gravity? Like, I'm not trying to put – I'm not trying to make you feel more pressure, but do they understand the gravity of what you're doing? Like, do they understand that, like, dad could be the greatest bodybuilder on earth? Like, that's a big deal, man. Like, do they feel that or no? I don't think I don't think I don't think all of them do. Maybe yeah. my oldest daughter. She's she's fourteen. She she kind of she kind of like you know she's ambitious as well because she's she's been around this all so she's seen it. Yeah. 
and she's seen our, you know, different kind of lifestyle we live and she's going our own route. So I think she understands it because she has big dreams as well. Yeah. And not my oldest son, but my, my, I have three sons, my middle son. Yeah. I, I think he knows it. He's, man, he's super ambitious. His name is marvelous. He's super ambitious. Yeah. He's the one that, that wanted to improve by catching and throwing or whatever. So he can be a better football player this year. And I think he, I'm sure he will be, but he is in love with bodybuilding. Yeah. He is in love with bodybuilding. He like, he knew stuff I didn't know. He knew who Sean Rogue was and that's to take a picture with him. Yeah. He asked my wife, the uh, Arnold, he's like, can I take a picture with Mr. Olympia? She's like, you want to take a picture with Mr. How, Olympia? How, how old is he? How old is he? He's seven. He's oh, seven. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So she's like, she's like, yeah, I know him. You really? And that's when, you know, he took a picture with Sean and did an interview saying Sean was his favorite bodybuilder. Of course, Sean uh, coached him into that. Yeah. But so he's in love with it. He, he, he knows how to pose. He does poses and stuff. I, I don't yeah. teach him any of this. Yeah, yeah, Maybe yeah. his mom encourages him a little bit, but me, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't so, do it, man. That, uh, sorry to interrupt you, but that actually brings me to an important question. I always wonder, cause I don't have kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if we're going to have kids, but I always wonder from people that do have kids that bodybuild, is it something that you're okay with your son doing if he wants to get into it or are you steering him away from it? I'm not, I don't say I steer them away uh, from anything, but I give them, I give them other options. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll encourage certain things, but I'm not, I'm not going to immerse them into anything like I haven't, like, you know, my son wants me to teach him workouts here and there. Every once in a while, I'll show him some things. Yeah. So I, what I do is I slow him down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a sense. Yeah. You know, because, I, I, you know, I don't want him to be so obsessed with anything at this age. I want him to have a variety of experiences. You know, he can make his own decisions. But, like yeah. I said, he, he's, he's the one that just – I mean, I've seen him respond in a weird way. His brother is bigger than him. His older brother is more muscular. He came out that way. Yeah, yeah. But him, he's got a good structure, and he started working out, like doing his calisthenics yeah. on his own while I was gone. And he's, he can de- he's developed himself. Like, you, he's actually will develop muscle if he, he can develop muscle. It's like weird. It's like, yeah, yeah. like you, you've developed muscle. And he's running track right now. <laughs> yeah. So I was on the site snap with him the other day, and I said, yeah, you've been running track. And I said, and I asked his brother, I said, you know, how's track affected your body? You know, you know, it's anything different? And he's just like, Mm, no interest, you know, not really, you know. Yeah, yeah. And he's actually losing weight from winning track, you know. He's losing oh, okay. he's yeah, yeah. muscle, right? Yeah. And then I asked his brother, I said, I said, I said, let me sit, let me ask Mark, come here. I said, how is it affecting you? You know, how's it affecting your body? He's like, what do you mean? Your body, how is it affecting your body running track? And he's like, he lifts up his shirt and shows his abs. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, it's doing you great know? for me. Look. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He, he knew exactly what I was talking about. He's so yeah. aware of it. Yeah. Like, so you can't really, I mean, you can, you, you just can, I just would like to affect his perspective a little bit. Yeah. I'm not going to, if I see that, you know, it's all he wants to do. And of course I'm going to have to step in and, and give him advice. Yeah. But you know, you know, for me right now, it's not that serious. It's kind of cool. Yeah. And my wife, she loves it. She's just like, it's just the greatest thing ever. Yeah. But, uh, but me, it's just like, uh, you know, it's a responsibility that I'm not ready for quite yet. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, it's funny because people talk about sacrifice all the time, but it's almost like you're making the biggest sacrifice. You're, it's like, it's like people talk about 
I want to do this and I want to work out and I want to turn pro and I want to do all these things, but they don't ever want to pay the price. You know what I mean? Like even, even I'll even talk about myself. Like if somebody said to me, Hey, if you move to Kuwait for a year, you might be in the top six at the Olympia. I don't know if I could move to Kuwait for a year. Not cause I don't like Kuwait. I just don't know if I could be away from home. So you have basically said, this is a sacrifice I got to make. And you just put your fucking foot down and gone and done it. And it's like, well, I don't think people get it, you know? It's weird. It's weird in a sense because my wife actually asked me way before this opportunity came. Mm. And I told her no. I said no because I didn't want to think about it. I didn't yeah. want to a- analyze it. And it yeah. wasn't in my face. Yeah. <laughs> so when it actually came around, I had to think about what she asked me and then go. She's like, and she's like, well, what about now? And I'm just like, well, I guess about now is about right, you know? Yeah. So, you know, that's kind of how it went. <laughs> So, uh, you know, it's funny. This leads me to another point, another topic, because people are always asking me about relationships and about their wives and about their girlfriends and, like, my girlfriend doesn't support me or this and that. And I always tell people that if your wife or spouse or girlfriend or whatever doesn't support what you're doing, it might work for a little while, but it won't work forever. And it sounds like your wife is, like, your number one supporter, but also your number one, like, she's almost, like, driving you. Like my wife, my wife does it too. Like if I fucking get lazy, she'll be like, Hey man, like, you know, go do your shit. Like, so right. yeah, my, my wife, my wife, she, 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 she knows me and she knows she has to really like penetrate my ego, like really good. So yeah. she's been able to kind of develop her technique to do it Yeah, and, de- and deal with my stubbornness in a little bit. So I, you know, I've learned to respect her because of it, but, uh, even more, you know, but you know, it's, it's like, it has to. I left a relationship that was that was not bad at yeah. all. Yeah. But the factor is that you can see the jealousy of the sport, the unsure of the other sport, maybe the the misguided decision to kind of sabotage things a little bit for your own, you know, comfort, you know, the un, unknown. So I had to get away from that, you know. Yeah. I realized, you know, it's just not that's not going to work, no matter how many other things are great, you know. If you can't, if you can't go with me to this this journey I'm about to take without you know holding on the brakes, then yeah. if you can't go. Yeah, it's funny you said two things there that really stuck out in my mind. One is, uh, she knows how to penetrate your ego. I think that's a fucking really really good line because I just always say, well, I'm stubborn. My wife knows how to get to me, but it's actually exactly what she's doing is she's knows how to manipulate the ego so she can actually fucking get through the like the rock hard stubbornness that we have it's uh it's really really interesting so she is would you say for those people out there that are are like you know wondering about relationships and things like that because the other thing you said that you know she's got to be there for the long haul she's she can't put the brakes on you while you're you're trying to go somewhere because I know, I know there are relationships where people are like, well, you can compete, but only compete once a year, you know, cause I can't handle if you do two shows or like shit like that. But you're telling what you're saying to people basically is if this person's going to go on a journey with you, they almost have to add fuel to the fire instead of trying to like put it out. Exactly. I mean, you, you want your partner to know the role in which they play mm-hmm. and, and you want to know, you know, your role as well with their, you know, what they expect out of you. Yeah. And I know a lot of this is controversial because people kind of 
say there's no roles anymore, but I, I believe there's roles to play. No, there's fucking roles. <laughs> <laughs> roles, you know, you know, roles to play. People say yeah, there's yeah. no role to play. I, I could, you know, you got, you know, you got all kinds of different things with changing in culture, but yeah, it's like you got to have the complimentary relationship to go anywhere. I mean, yeah. otherwise it's just a temporary thing. I mean, when I, when I tell people, you know, there's plenty of concubines out there. There's plenty of girls that can come and go. Yep. But when you're going to choose a wife, <laughs> it's an investment, you know, in your future. It's not yeah. just a cheap thrill. Yeah. So yeah. You got to make a decision that's going to suit you, you know, for, for, for the long haul, for all your ambitions and goals. And then you got to be reasonable uh, with the person that's coming in and with theirs as well. So yeah. it's like, can you, can you balance the two? You know, I, I can't say I knew all this going into it. Yeah. I kind of had a divine uh, intervention when I came to my wife, but for if I had to do it logically, then, you know, I'll take my time mm-hmm. <laughs> and you got to test people. People got to be tested because you don't know who a person really is until they're tested. Yeah. 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 And are you willing, are you willing to deal with them <laughs> after they've revealed parts of them? To the you worst, they were trying the worst to sides of them. Yeah. Right. So what, Okay, we know we know everything she's doing for you. For the women that are listening or for the girlfriends that are listening or the boyfriends of girlfriends that are competing, what are you doing for her to satisfy her enough that she's still able to push you and be there for you? Like, what are you giving back? I mean, obviously, there's the financial aspect. You're taking care of the home and you're playing that role, which I believe in roles too, so that's cool. But um you're playing the role of like breadwinner and whatever and all that. And you're doing, you're out there, right? But what are you doing for her at home that makes her feel comfortable enough to let you go be you? Well, I don't think I could ever really do enough because I don't think life is, is always an imbalance in life. No matter how much we try to balance it, it's always going to imbalance itself. Yeah. It's not perfect. Yeah. So I don't think I could ever do enough. But what I do do is I want to stay true to my wife, number one. So I want to make sure that she can really trust me with this responsibility I'm taking. Yeah. You know, because all, all women are insecure. Yeah. And they're, and they're going to show that at some, some point, whether they have to be or not. So I have to have the ability or really care to take the time to say, look, it's no, no point in being insecure about this or that. You can trust me. And, and you know, and I and I gotta basically make sure I'm not making the stupid mistakes that I that I'm capable of making. Yeah. Or that's haunted me in my past. You know, I've got to grow up. So that's what I've been taking responsibility to do. My wife is grow up and try to understand her more. And when I'm spending time with her, you know, <laughs> she's she's really coached me on enjoying our opportunities as a family or as even as a couple when we're, when we're together. And I yeah. can understand that because it's like when you're going apart for so long, it's, um, it's hard, but yeah. you know, we can, we can be creative from far away. We're a couple, we're married and, uh, and, uh, you can be had four kids. That's so. an interesting way to put it. You can be creative. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. You can be very creative. So you, know, um, you gotta, you gotta, you know, you gotta do something because you know, I'm a man of course. And, um, yeah. And you know, it's just, it's just, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta do something. She, she respects yeah. that. So. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So I want to get into some bodybuilding stuff because I know people that are listening are still bodybuilding fans. So what was the main difference in the dramatic change 
in your physique because you were always you always had an amazing physique. It just all of a sudden got twenty pounds heavier. And if I had to guess, I would say they were stuffing you with a lot more food. Yeah, and initially, initially that that was the case. They were stuffing me with a lot more food. Being here, I was able to really sleep more and recover a little bit more. And then also, he, he took an approach with my diet that what I would say was conservative. You know, because when you when you always miss the mark, you think I just got to suffer more. I just got to do this more. I got to restrict this more. I got to do that more. Yeah. And here it was more like, no, I'll feed you and make you do more. Yeah. I'll get your carbs as high as, as, as high as you can tolerate them. Yeah. And, and then we'll start to see if we can start to bring you in condition without really dropping them very rapidly at all. I see. So, so when you're overeating and you feel miserable and, and you're mot- and you're doing your cardio at the beginning of a prep, just stimulate your appetite so you can you feel like eating. Yeah. Yeah. And then you continue that on. And, you know, he drops a little carbs there. You're still fed, but you're relieved, yeah. you know, that you're not eating as much. Yeah. And then soon enough, you know, you realize well, these meals are coming in easier, of course, but I'm not really hungry. Yeah. So wait a minute. Really I, want, I want to back you up for one second. Cause listen, I did this thing with uh, about 4,000 people. It was like a trainer that I put online and a lot of them didn't grasp the fact because look, most people don't eat enough. So I just adjusted their calories for maintenance and they would start eating and they'd be like, man, I'm stuffed all the time. Mm-hmm. So would you say that your coach's theory was let's go really, really high with the carbs, even if you're like overstuffed and then your body will adjust to that? Yeah, he, it will adjust to that. We will force you to, to kind of use it. He'd, he'd push me in the gym. And then, like I said, we'd add cardio, which I never really did cardio when I was trying to actually put on muscle. Yeah. And even even at this prep, we started uh, last prep. We started out with the cardio higher. And what we tend to do is the cardio is higher at the beginning, and he just starts to drop it. So wait a minute. Let's let's parse this out. So are we talking off season or prep right now? Like, is it like you know, I, a lot of times? A lot of times I'm doing everything together. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so so I don't really I don't really call, I don't really have like a true true off season. Maybe maybe this point I've had what we consider true, kind let's, of true off season. But. Let's go back to where you put all the size on. So you must have came there and been like, okay, we're going to do an off season first. What's three? Three what? Three months. Three months of what? I was here three months before I did my first show. Yeah, I know. But what was your intake like? Like, what did they feed you? And that's, that's what that was just said. That's when it was high. It was kind of like, you're going to put on some weight. Yeah. But we're going to, we're going to drop down. So let's say, Let's put it this way, man. I was eating. We do everything by weight, so let's say weight, grams, and carbs. Yep. I mean, you're talking like thirty-seven hundred weight grams and carbs, close to four thousand weight grams and carbs. When we're we're putting that, we're trying to put that in. Yeah. And the proteins pretty much stayed generally the same. Yeah. Which is around well, typically it ranged from two twenty to three fifty. So your protein wasn't that high. Meaning, 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 weight grams per meal. Oh, so what is that in in macro numbers? Do you know? Yeah, I don't. I don't. We don't do macro numbers. We do everything by weight grams per in, in, per meal. So, so we the, just swap out. We just swap out the sources. So typically, my carbohydrate sources are potatoes, whether it's sweet or regular, and yeah. you have rice. So yeah. my total weight grams of carbs, we don't, by scale, maybe you know, three over thirty five hundred or something so, like that. You know. So potatoes and rice are your main sources. 
Yes. So yeah. we so the so the the sources may change throughout where they are in the day, or when yeah. they remove a source. Yeah. But they're pretty much the same. Do you do so, do you do any oatmeal or anything like that, or no? No, no, no. Do you think that contributes to? Okay, I know rice and potatoes digest really well for me. So, do you think eating that many carbs that's why your waist? I mean, you naturally have a smaller waist anyway, but do you think that's why you've been able to keep it down? I mean, it's kind of hard to tell. And then my waist did uh, did grow actually a little bit, but the reason for it was training oriented. Oh, okay. Not diet oriented. Yeah. So, yeah. and then I I had to step back from my weighted ab training. Yeah. And my waist got smaller. I see. So, yeah, so yeah. I did have I did have a gestation because we didn't really know what was going on, but when we figured I was just muscle. Yeah. I was I was building muscle there. So, so did you, did you, oh, what about the fat? So you're doing a ton of carbs. You're not doing, you're not doing a ton of protein, but a good amount. Mm-hmm. What were your fats like? Do they do fats or no? Uh, fats are reserved for refeeds or cheat meals. Oh, okay. So they're just doing predominantly carbs and protein is your diet. Yeah. Very, very lean, very, very lean, light, lean diet. No, not a lot of fat, basically. Uh, I mean, Unless they're saying if they want to increase the fat intake in my daily intake, maybe a little bit more salmon or steak. You know, so straight from food. No, you're not adding yeah. like peanut butter and shit like that. No, no, no. Well, in, in maybe in the off season. Yeah. Maybe in the off season when I'm trying to gain, we may have like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or something before going to bed. Yeah. You know, you know that kind of thing. Just for the added calories. But, yeah. yeah, yeah. But that's about that's about where it is. It's, interesting, interesting. Because I know a lot of people are like getting into like when you put want to put on a ton of mass, they get into like heavy fats, and it sounds like they're just really like they're focused mainly on the carbs. Yeah, he's definitely focused on the carb. The carb intake is probably the most adjustable. I mean, that's why I go. We go by. We just measure, change the weight. <laughs> change the weight of it. So much I, I noticed in the off season you're not getting that fat at all. So. Is your diet like your? What are you doing? Like one one cheat meal a week, two cheat meals a week. What are you doing? I'm doing cheat meals based on how he sees fit. What does it normally so, work out to? Like so, what? so, so depending on where I'm in the season, depending on what he's actually looking for. You know, I've been he's taking me out like three times in a week. Oh, okay. And it's it's not, it's not rare to go out a couple times a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, it's just kind of looks at me and he goes like he he looks at me and like I don't ever expect this from me. He'll look at me and go. Oh, let's let's go get something to eat. I go, okay. <laughs> okay, and you know, and I'm thinking, you know, I look at the pictures, and he says I look fine, I look good, but whatever he sees, he wants. To see. Yeah. What he is your? Uh, are you a food guy or no? You don't care. You just eat what you're told, or like you have cravings like crazy. Nah, I'm not. A, I'm not a food guy. I'm not a food guy. I thought I was a food guy one time, but you know, just eating all the time has made me not a food guy. Okay. Okay. So for those guys that are listening that are trying to put on a ton of mass, but they don't, cause nowadays everybody wants to stay lean while they're trying to get big. So what you're saying to those guys is that if you want to stay lean, but you still want to get big, you got to eat a ton of calories, but you got to, are you trying to increase your expenditure to make sure that you're not getting fat, but you're still getting all the calories in? Yeah. You, you want to, you want to regulate, regulate your expenditure. Definitely. Uh, you know, I, we do that. I think he does that with me <laughs> more so than he would, then he would uh, just take my calories out. Yeah, because I've been I've been here, I've been here what two weeks, and he only changed my diet like once, and he put he just changed a couple sources of meat protein. Yeah, but he hasn't dropped he doesn't drop my uh, carbon take at all. 
do you know what your calories are at approximately? I have, I have no idea. No idea. Right. (laughs) I just, I just just send my meals to a meal company and I'm just, and they say change it. Yeah. And then when I change it, I send them a message and they, they, okay. I'm just, I'm just trying to give anybody listening an idea of what a meal looks like. Let's say one meal. What does it look like? Is it like how big right now, right now I'm eating, I'm eating, I feel I'm eating comfortably right now, but I'm maintaining some good size. So, Typically, I'm having six meals. Yeah, and right now we're eating a lot of chicken. So, so it's like, one, of, are you eating like two chicken breasts, one chicken breast? What are you eating? Two two hundred and twenty grams of chicken. Okay, so that's it. like uh, half a pound. Yeah, two hundred twenty grams of chicken per meal. And that's yeah. for like five different meals. Well, one of them I swap with fish or salmon, okay. but I mean the same amount. And then uh, we eat steak, probably like two hundred steak. Okay. With with each meal, I'm having 200 grams of rice, which is nothing. No. And and then I'm having uh, 250 grams of sweet potato. Well, well actually, first so the not, first you're meal. Not, you're not actually eating a lot right now. That's not a lot of food. No, no. Yeah. No, I'm not. Eat, I'm not eating a lot. I'm not eating a lot. This is not like here's here's what happened when I got here. We put on some substantial size. He wanted to see how how kind of like big he can get. Yeah, yeah. And he got me big to the point to where it's like. You, you question whether you're going to be able to put on your socks. That's the kind of big I like. <laughs> yeah. So he put me and I was like, Damn, this is just as miserable, but he pushed the limits because he didn't really know, yeah. you know, where I was going to go. Then when we got back, he started to adjust. He's like, well, you know, he says, I don't really need you that big. Yeah. And he says, I want to keep you in this range or this range. So basically, he'll keep me in a range for an extended period of time. Yeah. Now, he won't let my weight go up or he won't let my weight come down. Yeah. He's always monitoring it. Yeah. And if anything happens in that in that realm, then he'll make an adjustment based on it. Yeah. To keep me in that weight range. But what yeah. I find is I can lean out in a certain weight range for an extended amount of time. If you're there for a long time. Yeah. but yeah. I, and, and not And not lose... And not lose any, you know, like a lot of muscle, but just get leaner. Yeah, and it's, that's that's the process that we've been pretty much doing here. Keep me in in a weight range, and I'll just get leaner at that weight range as he makes yeah. his adjustments. It's funny because I I tell people they message me or even clients I have, and they'll be like, "Well, I'm, I'm plateaued at this weight," and I'm like, "It's okay. You're eating a ton of calories. You're in a surplus. Let your body grow into that weight." I think that I think that's lost on people. They think that your weight is constantly supposed to just keep going up, but you can't gain muscle at that rate. No, no, we, so. we pushed it that way. Like I said, we pushed it that way. He wanted to see how heavy he can get me like that. Yeah, he's, he experiments a lot, so he wanted to, yeah. he wanted to test that out. Yeah, but what he found is he's like, well, you know, it wasn't the the, the it wasn't worth the reward. Yeah, like yeah, said, yeah. All the weight gain wasn't worth the reward at first. But what he's so what he found is if he just kind of stabilizes me for a extended period of time, then I'll just kind of adjust to that weight yep. and get more condition at it. Yep. And then he then, then he finds a new window once he thinks that's not going to go anywhere anymore, you know, or yeah. not getting more progress. So, so it's just what are you uh what are you going on stage at nowadays? Well let's see at the Arnold this year I was light. Okay. I was light as I have been in a few shows. I was only what, two forty five. What is what is it what is like like? two forty five. Two forty five. So I was on like 245. Uh, at the Olympia, before that, I was like 250. So I came down because we, we needed the conditioning. 
for the Arnold, we know the Arnold wanted the conditioning. Yeah. And and really, we had we didn't have a goal of weight. We didn't yeah. have one goal whatsoever. He said, "I don't care what you weigh." He said, "We're just gonna pull you down." What ends up happening is though, I'm always ready around three weeks out or so. Yeah. So then it's like this balancing act. Okay, you're there. Yeah. We don't want you to go any further. Let, let, kind of have uh, just basically yeah. have a great time. Yeah, you gotta sit have there and hold, hold it for three weeks. Yeah. Right. So I'm eating, I'm eating cheap meals like whenever is necessary. So. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's, <laughs> it's actually, the end of prep is not too bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so then I'm doing less cardio. So what do you crazy. expect to go on at the uh, at the Olympia? Are you going to be heavier or? I'm going to be heavier. I have to be. Yeah. Because because it's like right now I'm heavier and I'm leaner. Yeah. I mean, I've been this weight, but I've never been this lean at this weight. What's your weight I've right been, now? I'm like, I'm like 275. Holy shit. Give or take. So I've never been this lean at this weight. Yeah. So I fluctuate typically like maybe three pounds or so. Yeah. To that in the back. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I've never been this lean here. So he he's staying. He wants to keep me around this this range for a little bit, and uh, just see what happens. So. What uh, do you think you can win the Olympia this year? Yeah, sure. Seriously, seriously. Like, have you seriously sat down and thought like? If Phil comes back, or if Phil doesn't come back, or Roden, or whatever, like, do you think you can, uh, you can win, bro? As, so, as soon as as soon as the Arnold happened, well, even before the Arnold was done, I felt like, okay, I can win the Olympia because my whole point of going to do the Arnold was to set up the momentum for the Olympia. Yeah, yeah. So I said, if I go in and I take the Arnold, then I'm gonna have to be talked about. Is one front runners for the Olympia, so yeah. let's start the campaign in March, and yeah. then we'll we'll take it all the way. So I have no doubt, no doubt in my mind. I can you know, win. the other thing that I think caused more buzz too is that Pittsburgh guest posing. People yeah, like, and that's and, it, and that's funny, bro. That's funny. Oh, I know, I know. It doesn't. I mean, we we both know like guest posing is guest posing, but still, like when people saw you come out, they were like, "Fuck, he can fucking win!" Like that's what yeah. a lot of people would say to me you know they're like and i know i know you're right like i know what you're thinking like if guest posing is guest posing whatever but like people are still judging man people are still judging yeah it's funny it's funny man it's funny it's so, very funny so i'm glad i'm glad i didn't eat like ridiculous so when i came <laughs> off my diet or nothing yeah and i was and i was sensible because yeah. i'm glad i did that because you know like i said i wasn't you know i just didn't in my mind it was my first time so i didn't really in my mind think about how much of a big deal that has yeah in, in the in the in, in the in this what the big deal that has in the industry as far as people yeah. emotional feelings about what's going to happen, you know. I think that it's one like, does. I think that one does just because Jim Mannion has all the best guys come, so people are judging because they're all you guys are all together, right? So mm-hmm. they can say, "Oh fuck, okay, look at Brandon next to Dexter, next to Sean." Even though, like, even though it doesn't really matter, it kind of it matters in the in the. It matters in public opinion. Let's put it that way. It's right, gonna- right. And, and that's what I guess I didn't, you know, I didn't just, I didn't really take it into account. So, you know, I was there and it was, it's just the feedback has been kind of crazy in that sense now. Yeah. Even, even being there, it's just, man, it's, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's, it's when you walk, when you walk in a, a path and, you know, just, just walk in a path, you know, yeah, and you, you don't really know what time you're gonna get there, but you know, I'm just patient enough to take my time. Yeah, and whenever I get there, I get there, you know. So, well, I, you know, I think it, I, I think it's close. So, 
it's an amazing journey so far, man. I'm, I love watching it unfold, but let me, um, let me ask, I think I have a couple questions here, uh, from some fans and I don't want to keep you forever. Cause it's been like an hour. So let me just ask you a couple questions <laughs> online here. Well, you don't, you don't track time. So I guess you don't know, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, let me see here. So, uh, this one kid really wanted me to ask you this. Okay. So he says, uh, in the off season, when you put on too much fat, can it affect your muscle growth? So basically, I, I want to reword it just for uh, my purposes, just because I feel like people are really scared to gain weight. Do you think you can get too fat in the off season, or are you like just fucking eat and grow and don't worry about it? I think you can get too fat, but it has something to do with your insulin resistance. Okay. And, and if it's not good, then it's going to make it harder for you to grow muscle. You, you can get bigger. But as far as muscle, without that insulin, insulin sensitivity, you're, you're not going to put on as much muscle as you need to. So do you so think that's the only, that's, sorry, do you think in the off season, I know guys do mini cuts. I don't really agree with mini cuts, but do you think it's better in the off season to maybe uh, cycle your carbs to keep yourself a little bit more sensitive or how do you do it to keep yourself more carb sensitive? Okay. There's a, yeah, there's a couple strategies. You can cycle your carbs. Of course, it's one. Uh, you say you don't like mini cuts, but every once in a while you can maybe drop your calories a certain yeah. for a certain period of window. Yeah. Some people even like maybe fast, you know. Yeah, yeah, that, you know? yeah. Some people like that kind of stuff. Yeah. But sometimes you can just do some cardio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, yeah. sometimes you can do that. But really, it's just about it's not about not gaining fat. Yeah, because you you want to gain some fat. It's necessary. Yeah, it's a it's just about knowing when enough is enough yeah that's all and and and, and you only really learn that about your body from experience so, so if you haven't gained a sex amount of weight then don't be fat phobic yeah <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying it's okay to be a little chubby just don't get fat as fuck like yeah don't, don't let it get out of don't let it get out of hand don't let it get out of hand if you can't see the outline of where your abs are supposed to be yeah. You're probably too heavy, you know, for a bodybuilder. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> all right. So I, I have a couple other like simple questions from people I get all the time. Uh how much cardio and what type of cardio? And does it even matter? Because actually I got one question from somebody was that was asking, does it matter if I do the step mill? Does it matter? Is it just a matter of like where my heart rate is? Like what is what is your philosophy on that? It doesn't it doesn't matter what mode you do. I prefer that you do the mode that you enjoy. Yeah. First. Yeah. That and then build the stamina of uh, the amount of time you want to do. You know what you want to do. So you choose the mode that's a little bit maybe easier on you, less challenging, and you're going for a certain amount of time. Now, sometimes instead of increasing the time that you go, you yeah. may choose a different mode. You may do something yeah. that's a little more challenging or yeah. nuanced. Yeah. And and then a lot of times I use may use a variety. Let's say we don't do step meal around leg days. You know. Because you just don't want the over, the over. So you may do the bike around it, or you, you know, when you just maybe feeling beat up, your nervous system is feeling beat up a little bit. Maybe you just want to walk on a treadmill. Yeah, you know. So it's just kind of de- depending on what you have available, what you enjoy, and and you know how you want to really challenge yourself, and and how you challenge yourself in other areas. Where is this cardio going to cross over and affect you in other areas if you do a certain way? So, so from the sounds of it, I'm I'm get. What I'm really gathering is it's a matter of just expending the right amount of energy so you don't get turned yes. to the fat fuck. 
Exactly. And if you got to track it, you know, you have to buy something to track it and give you some idea. Yeah. Of course, it's not perfectly accurate, but if you compare it to itself. Is that, is that man, why you're wearing the Fitbit? Yeah, that's pretty much why I'm wearing it. So it tells it's you how many like, calories you burn through the day? Yeah, if I, if, I, if I pretty much, you know, look at, look at the trends, yeah. then it gives me an idea of what's going on. It's yeah. not totally accurate, but if I'm wearing it all the time, it's got to be giving me trends based on that's my, right. my, my, you know, my daily activity. It doesn't have to be accurate. So what but is it? Sorry to interrupt you. I just, I'm actually intrigued by that. So tell me what the process is. So let's say you're eating, let's just assume for hypothetical reasons, you're eating 5,000 calories a day. When you're tracking your Fitbit, are you trying to like reach somewhere close to that number? So you're not in too much of a surplus or what is your goal with the Fitbit? No, this is only, this is only, this is only for me analyzing what I don't understand. So I won't even pay attention to it. Yeah. But if I have a drop in weight or something or increase in weight and I want to know why, then I go back and look at these trends that have been happening on a daily basis. Yeah. And see if it, if it can, if I can make sense. Oh, this, this day I've expended more calories and I expended this many, or I took this many steps, oh, whatever it may be. I get it. And then, then I can say, okay, if, if I want to keep this trend going, then maybe this should be a goal I need to make sure I achieve on a daily basis to have it go, or maybe something I should stay away from. So you what know? you're saying, so what you're saying is like, let's say you wanted to lose weight and you came down a couple pounds you'll look at it and you'll say, oh, I, I burn more calories this day, so I need to be at that number all the time. Yes. So you're, right. using, you're using it as a guide, really. It's a guide, yes. It's like yeah. I need, and it's, it's really about, you know, some of it is, you know, you, of course you exercise, but some of it is about not being lazy. It's the neat, basically the stuff that you do um, unconsciously. Yeah. So yeah. If, if I've been sitting down watching TV a little bit too long and I, and I, and I see that my needs have been bad over the past few days and I've gained some weight, then it's like, Consciously, I need to make a decision to get yeah. up my ass. And You're watching too much TV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, because cool. you know, I'm doing the same exercising and stuff pretty much daily. Yeah. Maybe a leg day will be more intense. You know, you got to take things into account like that. But you can generally have, you have data, so you can kind of, you know, make trends. Yeah. Are you guys, so actually I have a question. What do you guys do after the Olympia? Is it like, is there a tour you go on or do you come home after the Olympia? <laughs> Depends on the promoters, bro. Uh, I mean, it depends on the promoters. Uh, I don't think there's a, a tour after the Olympia this year that I know of. Yeah. There's some shows. I'll do some guest posing. Yeah. I think I, I'm, I think today we're talking about doing a UK tour. Yeah. Uh, with MD. Yeah. After the Olympia. So yeah. that may be in the works. So look out for that. And uh, some more guest spirits will go to Hawaii as well. And uh, I'll be at the Romania. Okay. Romania show as well. So maybe Korea. We'll see. So I'll be traveling a little bit. Okay. Um, I don't want to keep you, man. I know we've been on for a long time. Uh, I want to ask you if you have anything you want to, any message you want to send out to people to help them, or if there's any thing you want to promote on your end. Well, my definition of bodybuilding has always been bodybuilding is just a journey of self-discovery. Now you can apply that to a lot of things, but I tell people basically the more you learn about yourself, the more honest you are with yourself, your strengths, your weaknesses, the better you can be a bodybuilder, the better you can approach it. Because, you, you know, you have a lot of people that can make you think this or they just want to be nice, they don't want to hurt your feelings. But if you're truly honest with your, yourself, you, you know the things that you need to do to get better. Yeah. <laughs> you know what you lack. 
Yeah. If you choose to ignore those and be ignorant to those things, you know, that's going to stop your progress. So we're all our worst enemy in a sense. So really, it's, it's about being honest with who we are and moving on. What are we going to do about it? Yeah. You know, to be better at whatever we want to be. So, that's- I mean, that's my advice for a lot of these kids. You know, it's not about what somebody else is doing. It's not how, but about how they're doing it. <laughs> it's about discovering what you need to be doing for you. That's actually a, a amazing advice. Actually, I haven't heard anybody put it like that quite like, quite like that, but it's really um, being able to self-assess, being able to look and just, like you said, just be real with yourself and be like, Oh, I got no legs or I got no, my arms are shit or whatever it is. But a lot of people have trouble doing that, man. It's hard to, and if you, if you can't do that, then you know, if you know, I need help. You got to hire somebody that can do that for you. Or help. Me. I know, but some people have trouble. I think this is part of the, reason why bodybuilding is tough for people too is because one they have trouble looking at themselves and saying oh i'm lacking all these things and then two if somebody else says it it might hurt their feelings so what you're saying is you just have to kind of fucking man up and be yeah you need thick skin you need maturity you just you just need to mature i mean this whole process of bodybuilding as a career is all about maturing so you know that's just the process I, uh, I said, I, there's a quote I always use. I don't know if I came up with it, but I just, I always say, we're not just building bodies. We're building character. And do you feel that in your journey as a bodybuilder from the muscle aspect, from being small to being big, to going through over overcoming obstacles, to going through adversity, do you feel like you're a completely different person than you were 15 years ago or 10 years ago? If I wasn't, That'd be a sad thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know, but I mean, listen, everybody, everybody grows. Everybody's going to get older from 25 to 35, and they're going to they're gonna mature and they're going to change. But what I'm saying is, has bodybuilding specifically, like just because I know you've been up and you've been down and you, now you're at the top, and it's like, have all these things helped you grow and become a deeper person? And like, cause I always tell people that if you want to learn how to be, if you want to learn a lot about yourself, go do a couple bodybuilding shows. So <laughs> I feel like if you've done it for a career for 10 or 20 years or whatever, you probably fucking know a lot about who you are and you've probably grown a lot. Yeah. Bodybuilding can definitely, definitely help you grow up. If, you, if you're able to, like I said, analyze yourself mm-hmm. in the process effectively, um, and that's some people, that's why some people reach limits that they can't yeah. go, go by. And they have everything, every, every tool that they need to do what they need to do. But we've seen a lot of even some champions that, you know, of course could have been better yeah, if they would have, you know, just done certain things in that nature. So it's, I think, you know, everybody has their own timing when they, they reach these epiphanies in life, but bodybuilding can definitely bring those scenarios out in you yeah in your life you know yeah put them in your face to where you're either going to point the finger or you're going to just look inside and say okay this is me <laughs> yeah yeah 100 percent um okay man i want to i want to wrap it up because i know you probably have a lot to do but is there anything you want to promote or how can people get a hold of you or anything you want to say before we go well you know you can always get to me on instagram my instagram page is brandon double underscore curry and I have a Brandon Curry All Access YouTube channel. It's linked to on my Instagram page. I haven't started any contact, content for this prep, but we will be in the next few weeks 
when I get back on the ground here, we'll be doing some training things, focusing on uh, what I'm doing in the gym and uh, trying to give you guys an idea of what the environment is in the gym uh, in the, here at Oxygen. So you can follow me on that channel if you're not already following me. I see a lot of people have been following me, so they're expecting me to put content up here soon. Yeah. So yeah. I appreciate you guys. And, um, and so we're going to do that. And uh, like I said, I'm going to take you into this Olympia experience. I know a lot of people behind me. I appreciate everybody that's behind me, from my sponsors to my family to, uh, you know, Battle Budai, Abdullah, the whole gang, um, SciTech, and, of course, you know, SciTech. But, yeah, 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 yeah. They, they, they've, you know, everybody that's behind me, it's been, it's been great. Munch Meals, they make my food, eat smart, make my food. Uh, I got Nutrition Factory, I can get anything I need from there. I mean, so it's it's been great. It's yeah. been great to be a part of these teams and building their team. I have my own doll coming out. If you haven't seen those dolls, uh, you have your own what? Called doll. Your own doll. dog? Doll. Doll. Oh, the doll. doll. Oh, the doll. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know. Luke got one. I uh, saw Luke's. Too. I saw Luke's. Yeah. He, yeah. He, he called an action figure, but it's more a doll to me. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I got a doll. I think it's uh, Iron Idols. You can check that out. It'll be out soon. Okay. So uh, I got my own doll, which is interesting. So, I have one request for you before we go. Can you do me a favor and do more stories outside the gym when you're there? <laughs> you know, I know it's, I'm, I'm going to try. I know it's hard. Yeah. I'm going to try. But the problem with me is I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm like a private person. I know. And my life is monotonous and boring here. Yeah. So it's, I don't think it's going to be that interesting. <laughs> I I know I know what you're saying. <laughs> Listen, I know what you're saying, okay? But look, I'm I'm Lebanese by uh I was born my heritage is Lebanese even though I was born in Canada and I haven't been back. I've been to Dubai once and you know all that, but I uh I'm interested. Like I want to I don't care where you're at. I don't care if you're just going for dinner, but like and I'm pretty sure if I'm interested, probably other bodybuilding fans are interested too because I think there's a large like there's this huge mystique behind Kuwait and what it is. And man, even if you hang out the phone out, out the side of a window and just show people that like, look, man, there's, there's a downtown, there's buildings and shit. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I, I got to do that. I, I was, I was just downtown the other day. I thought, man, I shouldn't pull my phone out. Yeah. Cause every once in a while we sporadically do things. Sometimes we're not on my own agenda. Yeah. But yes, I, I, I took my walk down to, uh, <laughs> battle would die's uh, restaurant down here. Yeah. Where we got my steaks from. Which is yeah. kind of cool, and the temperature out here gets ridiculous, of course, you know. Yeah. But uh, it's uh, yeah, I'll I'll do that. I'll do that a little bit more uh, when I'm out and about, you know, because it's just, just like when I be be the ambassador for the Middle East, show the rest of the world that you know we're pretty normal people too, you know. Yeah, and I and I and you haven't been to Lebanon, but Beirut, I went this year, and it's did awesome. you really? Yeah, it's awesome, man. man I heard it's great. A, it I heard great. it's just a fucking party there, like nonstop. Yeah, bro, it's a party city, but man, it's a, it's a, it's a cool place, man. Very cool place. Yeah, one so day you, you do have to go there. You do have one to go day, there. one day, it's one day. It's a vacation spot, apparently. So yeah, me and my wife are talking about possibly going. We're just waiting for the right time. Yeah, um, cool. but anyway, Brandon, I appreciate the time, man. I really, really, really appreciate it because I know you probably got tons of people asking you to do interviews no, and shit. I, I do, but I leave Kuwait today. So you yeah. like my last one before I'm, uh, I'll be in America for a little bit and I'm back. Then yeah. I'll be back. All right, man. Well, I really appreciate it, and I wish you the best of luck. I'm rooting for you at the Olympia, man. I hope, uh, I hope good things come your way, man. Thank you very much. Appreciate it, brother. All right, man. All right.